Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. And information do not mature a Christian. Suffering, though, suffering will grow you up. God uses suffering to strengthen us, to train us to persevere, the Bible says. It's through suffering that we learn that we can actually trust Jesus. Can you pinpoint those people who are very knowledgeable in their field of expertise only through study and not necessarily through experience. My biggest faith-growing moments came through struggle and hardship. Can you relate? This, as Pastor Robert tells us today, is the sure sign of growth and maturity in a person. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, as he continues his message, Expectations. What happens with a spiritual adolescent is they jump ship, right? They come to the conclusion... Listen, I mean, I really thought this guy was the real deal, but I'm just now I'm thinking he's just lazy or an idiot or whatever, you know, because the enemy helps. The accuser of the brethren helps us to criticize other brothers and especially our mentors. I remember when I began to notice, (laughs) I look back at it and I think I was such an idiot. My mentor, this wonderful godly man, he's still my mentor, maybe even more so now in some ways than he was back then, but I remember he he was sharing in a church, and I said to him, bro, you got to work on that because it it just comes off like canned. Well, it did to me because I was hearing him, you know, share the same message repeatedly. You know, as we travel and teach, quite often you're teaching the same message night after night after night after night after night in different cities but I'm there with him every time. So I'm hearing the same thing repeated over and over and over. And the enemy planted this little seed of criticism, this little... And I became a spiritual teenager. And what happens when you do that, when you stop listening to your mentor, you you see, it usually brings some suffering. And you know how you actually mature spiritually? You suffer. Time and information do not mature a Christian. Suffering, though, suffering will grow you up. God uses suffering to strengthen us, to train us to persevere, the Bible says. 
It's through suffering that we learn that we can actually trust Jesus. I don't know how many Christians I've met that you spend just a little bit of time and you realize, so, okay, I mean, I, I, think, I think he actually knows Jesus. He just hasn't really learned to trust him. And, and we use the terminology sometimes, you know, I trust Jesus as my Savior. But then when you, when you look at where they spend their money and the way they spend their time and what they actually do, not trusting Jesus Trusting their intellect, trusting their education, trusting their giftings, trusting their talents, trusting their family, trusting all kinds of different things, but not actually trusting Jesus. Suffering, which results from the young believer deciding that they no longer need to listen to the mentor God placed in their life. See, that that'll do it. That'll grow you up. That will actually bring about spiritual maturity. Now, see, there was a time, I, I really thought spiritual adolescence was just an incurable affliction. You know, as a young pastor, because I encountered it with a couple of people, you know, they get all, I remember this, this one guy, and I've shared this before, and he, he remains a good friend, but I remember him weeping in my apartment, and there were two brothers behind me, I'm trying to actually lead a Bible study, and this guy's just sobbing in the next room behind me. A couple of the brothers were praying with him and ministering to him, you know, and he was repenting, really giving himself to the Lord Jesus. And for the first time in his life, really, he pressed in, he was studying, he was really, he was really going for it. And, and he filled his head, he was a bright, he still is, a really intelligent man. And he just filled his, his head with knowledge. And for years and years and years, he was constantly filling his head with knowledge. Now, don't get me wrong. Education's a good thing, right? But the Bible says knowledge puffs up. In other words, it'll make one arrogant. While love is what builds us. It edifies the believer. I had so many discussions, debates, arguments even with this guy over the years. And then he enrolled in Bible college. And I remember thinking, oh, no, 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 no. This is going to ruin him. It's going to utterly ruin him. And it almost did because he, he had at his disposal, for one thing, he had way too much time on his hands, full-time student, took out a whole bunch of loans so he could do nothing but study the Bible and go to, you know, to Bible college. And he's filling his head with the word of God. Now, Obviously, I'm a big fan of Scripture and firm believer that we need to be filled up with the Word of God, but we have to understand one of the things the Word of God teaches us is that God Almighty resists the proud. Spiritual adolescence is a, it's spiritual pride. It's when a, a relatively young believer decides that they have grown so much that they no longer need to listen to the people God placed in their lives. And then they just suffer. They suffer the consequences of their arrogance. And that's what God uses to, like that song said, gracefully broken, gracefully broken. It's not always that he's, you know, angry, filled with wrath. No, it may actually be love that he's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to let you completely destroy yourself. I'm going to crush you so that you can receive what you need. 
In chapter 3 of this same letter, the Apostle Paul warns the Corinthians that, you know, even though they were redeemed, they, they were in Christ, they had received the Holy Spirit, they come short in nothing, no, you know, no gift, and they're eloquent, and they're all these things, and, you know, even though he sees and knows that they're going to be established in Christ, he says, but some of you are going to arrive at the, at the pearly gates with your pants on fire. You're going to live completely, utterly unfruitful lives. I heard a phrase this couple of weeks ago now that really stuck with me. This guy was talking about castle builders as opposed to kingdom builders. There's so many Christians, there's so many Christian leaders even, that spend their whole lives building themselves castles, not understanding that in Luke chapter 12, Jesus said, it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, but I have to make something happen. Oh, but I have to do that. And so, you know, point number one, I'm, I'm going to give you three, and now we're, we're going to move more quickly. Spiritual adolescence, if you, if you don't recognize and reject it in time, will render you unfruitful. What do I mean by that? Oh, you may build yourself an empire, but when you arrive at the gates of heaven, you'll be empty-handed, and your rear end will be smoking. The way Paul words it to the Corinthians is you will be saved as though through fire. And all that you've built using wood, hay, and stubble, all of these temporal priorities, they're just going to burn up. Now, shifting gears, I want to draw your attention to another little nugget, this subtle nugget that's tucked away in this greeting. Just in case you missed it, his name is Sosthenes. Paul and Sosthenes to the church of God that's at Corinth. Now, why was Sosthenes important enough, significant enough, if you will, to warrant a mention? Sosthenes, the brother. We don't know for certain, but it seems reasonable that maybe this guy was, maybe it was the same Sosthenes that we find in Acts chapter 18. When you read that background story of when Paul traveled from Athens to Corinth. After a little while, the the leaders there, you know, the Jewish leadership at the, the synagogue in Corinth grabbed Paul, dragged him before Gallio. It tells us that Crispus, who was the the synagogue ruler, in other words, he was like the chief operating officer, not the rabbi, that's different, but he was the ruler of the synagogue. He got saved. Crispus got saved. We're so glad you tuned in today for today's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? 
It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the book of 1 Corinthians here on Main Thing Radio. 